When you make love, do you look in the mirror? I don't. Who do you think of? Does he look like me? He does. Do you tell lies? And say that it's forever? I do. Do you think twice? Oh my God. Or just touch and see? I touch and see. Ooh, babe! Hi, Sister Twaint. Hi, how are you? That's, Listen, this is not your episode. <laughs> this is not your okay, episode. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I don't want to touch you too much, baby. Oh, no. Touch me too much. Because making love to you might drive me crazy. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That okay. Chorus is the best. Yay. Hi. So good. Welcome. This Welcome, is, Judge. This listeners. is a podcast. This is a podcast that we record. Called Hot Drinks. We record it on my iPhone 11 Pro Max. And do you have carpal tunnel yet? No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, so this is Hot Drinks. We talk about Mormonism. We talk about sex. We talk about mixed orientation marriages. We talk about, what else do we talk about? Children. Children, how they're assholes. You know, I bet the gentle listeners would love to know the things we talk about before <laughs> We're recording and during breaks. And listen, if you hear some chuckling in the background, we're recording two episodes tonight. They might be a part one, part two. They might be two totally separate episodes. We don't know. But we have two guests in the room who are both being very loud. And they are brothers and sisters. They are brothers and sisters. They are from the same uterus, right? You have the same mom. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Okay. We are are in... um, Con- consecutive order? Uh, what is that called? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, You're the oldest, right? The oldest, the oldest is the sis. And the second oldest. And the second oldest is the bro. So we'll get to them in a minute. We got to introduce <laughs> the pod. And he's such a bro. He's such a bro. <laughs> we got to introduce the pod. So okay. I'm brother Jack Coffey. I'm sister Latter-day Twaint. Uh, and we're... You can call us Bishop Coffey and President Twaint. I don't know that I like being a bishop because bishops are assholes. Like what I'd about... rather be a brother. What about Professor Coffey? <laughs> But that's not sexy, right? Right. I mean, that's kind Doctor, of my Doctor my my um my aesthetic has kind of always been like sexy grandpa chic. Like that's what I go for. No, I'm like a cardigan pipe. Yeah, a pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a beard. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're here. It's conference weekend. We survived. Did you survive? <sighs> I did. I drank way too much. Okay. Yeah, we drank a lot last night. But but drinking too much is way better than watching conference at all. You know what I. I'm really proud of myself. I did not engage with conference one tiny bit. I didn't yeah. hear a single word about what anybody said. Me too. And then at about at about 8 p.m. tonight, or earlier because it's not 8 p.m. yet, <laughs> a few hours ago, my brother texted me, texted on the group thread, the Outer Darkness group thread for me and my siblings who are not in the church. Yeah. And he said, I'm so sorry about what that fucking asshole said. And I was like, I don't even know because I didn't <laughs> listen. And then he told me, and I was like, oh, he's a fucking asshole. Oh, cool. So for our non-Mo or never-Mo or you've-never-been-a-Mormon listeners, which we do have, General Conference is something that happens every six months, it's every year. It's where the year. church really needs April to, and October. They reassert their bigotry. They just want to put a line in the sand and be like, no, we're bigots. Yeah. You might have, in the last six months, you might have forgot, but we hate faggots, we hate women, <laughs> we hate black people. That, it's just their chance to like take a stand and yeah. really like stand firm in what they believe in. And what they believe in is that gay people are going to hell. Mm-hmm. 
and that women are useless. And subservient. And subservient. Sir Yacht. And yeah. So, so yeah, that happens every six months and it's usually very triggering. Yeah. But I've completely avoided it and I yeah. feel great about it. I think I have the most this year since probably the year uh, before the... The, the one before the policy in 2015. Yeah. 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 It's all been pretty charged since then. <clears throat> so okay. do you have any women's work we need to cover? Women's oh, work is our housekeeping that yes. we go every week. Just just business of the pod. Do I have any women's work? I have work? a women's work. Oh. All right. If you're listening now, get a pen and a paper out. Because we get messages every day where people say, oh my God, I mean to subscribe to your Patreon and I always forget. And I what's the address and where do I find it? I don't know why it's so hard. So it's www.patreon.com slash forward slash hot drinks. No one knows how to do a backslash. H-O-T-D-R-A-N-K as in Karen, S. (laughs) Why did only Karen... F as in Frank, M as in mouth, Frank mouth. So www.patreon.com slash hot drinks. So that's where you can go. You can subscribe, you can give us money, you will get either our newsletter, our vlog, our Demitas episodes, or you can even get gifts in the mail, which we're getting ready to send to our October listeners. We we have, we have begun to assemble the things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, My woman's work. Uh, Don't, don't add any detail to this brother coffee. Let's keep it to to what I say right here. But this weekend I was gifted with an opportunity to reenact a threesome on a bearskin rug. Oh, that was beautiful. I mean, the, th- the, the bearskin rug wasn't involved in the actual threesome, just in the reenactment. You guys, I don't want to give more detail. Don't. But I do want to say this. Uh. We have friends who have a bearskin rug. Oh. <laughs> like, if you had a bearskin rug, would you not do like 70 porno, 70s porno scenes like every night of the week? If I, I didn't. They do. I, I mean, I hope they do. They're very attractive. Oh, yeah. So like just, yeah, act out that 70s porno. So Anyway, and I used a magic wand as a microphone. She did. She did. Not that I had a microphone during actual threesome. Just but during to the tell reenactment. The story. Yeah. And I kept saying, I can't hear it. Could you turn I it I know. Up? So I kept tapping and on it. And you kept turning on the and magic the girl wand. who... Who, who the, owned the magic was wand. like, I didn't really clean that the last time I used it. <laughs> you guys should come to a party with us because that's, that's what happens. I mean, we can't say that after the fact because they're pissed off already that we didn't invite them. I know. I'm sorry, gentle listeners. We, we're going to plan a fall midsummer, a, oh. mid, a mid-autumnal. Oh, no, that's too soon. Really? Yeah, let's I do it. I feel like we should do it quarterly. A spring equinox. A spring equinox? I feel like it should be quarterly. Oh, God. Let's talk about it. We'll okay. talk about it offline. Okay. Twain's is overwhelmed. So, okay. So we have a special guest here tonight. She's a great whore that sits upon the waters. In fact, her name is the, what is your name? Uh, I think it's the whore that sits on the great waters. The whore that sits on the great waters. <laughs> because she's a whore, number one. And number two, she's from Michigan, the land of many lakes. Wait, am I not supposed to say that? We have a euphemism for She's... our states. Oh, okay. What's that? So instead of the Great Lakes state, it's the state with the Great Lakes surrounding it. <laughs> you guys, we've thrown them off the track now. No one is going to know where she's from. Um, so Can I ask, uh, and we can, uh, no, I don't think this would need to be deleted, but um, do you think your husband might listen to this? Yes, he may, because my two oldest daughters probably will. Wow. That's fantastic. Let's take a break, and then let's <laughs> get fantastic? and let's get in to the story of the great horror. Upon, the horror upon the great waters. I want to hear about her great waters. On, and her whore, I want to, 
I want to hear about her whoring. Let's take a break. We're back. Eight balls, am I right? <laughs> That's what Carrie Fisher and Jim Belushi did. Did you say Jim Belushi? I don't know. No. Jim Belushi and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Whoever she did. Joe, is it Joe? Which one was Whoever she did the Blues Brothers. John did. Belushi. You guys got to talk louder. We can't hear you. Anyway, anyway. We're back with the great whore. The whore upon the great waters. The whore up- that sits upon the great waters. That sits upon the great waters. So welcome, whore. Hello. <laughs> The thing is, it's like we always, you know, like Abby Naughty, we just call her Abby, or like, you right. know, like there's like a there's like a, a short name. You can so call me Water Whore. Water or Whore. What about Sister Great Waters? Sister or <laughs> Sister Great Waters. <laughs> Sister Great Waters. So so welcome, Sister Great Waters. Okay. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you here. We are. Um, so you are a former Mormon. Yes. Yes, you, I am. And you are. And this is to be a good time to ask her what she's drinking. What are you? Oh yeah. What are we drinking tonight? I what? Think are, you made me a sleepy hollow. I did. What sleepy are you drinking? Sleepy hollow. Do you like it? I sure do. Is it a little bit too like white girl? <laughs> is it a little I bit like, too white I girl like for anything you? Anything mixed with cream. There you go. Oh. <laughs> oh God damn. Yeah. What are you drinking, sister? Woo! I'm drinking coffee. Oh okay. You had a Negroni. You had like two sips of a Negroni. Oh, fuck that Campari. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm on my, like my ninth Negroni. So (laughs) I'm going to go. I just noticed your Negroni sitting over on the counter. I'm going to go finish that later. I sipped it and I was like, did I just grow a dick? (laughs) (laughs) She actually did say that. I did. So we're having some Negronis, some Sleepy Hollows, and some coffee. Yeah. And I brewed a delicious cup of coffee for you. Yeah, you did. Which happens to be... Uh, from a coffee shop in Redlands, California, where I live, called yeah. Augie's. It's delicious. delicious yes. Also, before we recorded, and then we'll get into your story, I oh. promise, we ate some delicious tostadas that I made. Yes, Did you make those? I made those tostadas. <laughs> were they delicious? They were delicious. So delicious. So it was with a black bean bacon Yeah, like a bacon black refried beans. They're from Bon Appetit, so okay. I and can't then, take credit. And then chicken... Chicken tinga. Gina? Yeah. Chicken tinga. Tinga. Tinga? T-I-N-G-A. Okay. <laughs> Chicken, tomatoes, adobo, onions, and the cotija, cotija cheese, cheese, some fresh cilantro, cilantro and some, some fresh onion. onions. God damn it! Fuck! They were, they were good. I was a little wary because you didn't heat up the tostadas. You were a little wary, and you didn't heat up the tostadas, and I was like, it's not gonna be good. You know what? I it's bought, crunchy. I bought those tostadas from the Mexican market, so I knew they'd be good. Uh-huh. They're like the house-made tostadas. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the enough thing. about tostadas. Back Let's to get. Let's get back to horrors. Sister Great Waters. All right, so Sister Great Waters, tell us who are you? Why are you here? What do you? I am here. Where do you want to hear? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh we're we're changing seats. We're good. We're fine. Um, okay. I'm here to talk about how the Mormon Church lobotomizes little girls and turns them into Rosemary Kennedy. I mean, there's there it is. <laughs> Sister Twain, do you know who Rosemary Kennedy is? I do. Are you sure? We're going to we're going to explain who Rosemary Kennedy is because we know some of you were born in the 90s and the 2000s. Well, she's JFK's mom. And you've never no. heard of her. Rosemary sister. is sister of oh, okay. JFK okay. and Bobby. Okay. And she was from what I've read, she um maybe was a little bit her intellect was a little bit lower and then or she was she was difficult. Okay. Okay. She definitely had some sort of yeah. bipolar. Yeah. Right. Some sort of mental. So, yeah, perhaps. and then her dad. 
committed her and she was lobotomized. <gasps> really? Oh, I without don't... the mother, Rose Kennedy, without her agreeing to <gasps> I remember to it. reading about this yeah. now. Okay, fuck. Yeah, fuck. So that's what the Mormon church well, does to the Mormon little church girls. Does. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Wait, what, I'm sorry to interrupt. Listen, you'll have your own podcast. Yes. Well, then somebody else talk about what a lobotomy is. What okay. The lights, why did it, the lights just Don't do themselves. Don't millennials know how to use Google. So, no. okay. So, before, so explain to us what you mean what, with the metaphor of, of a lobotomy. Take a Mormon girl and explain what you liken unto that. You, you have absolutely no power over your executive thinking, um, it's all done for you. Okay. Your choices are all made for you at a very young age so that by the time you reach adulthood, you are basically programmed to um, find the closest and richest RM, return missionary. Right. Pump out a bunch of babies. Where's my wealthy RM? <laughs> I would, I mean, I would Don't. not say no to a wealthy RM. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> and then take a bunch of pills. In order to deal with the rest of your life, I started taking Zoloft in 1999. Yes, I started around that time as well. Yeah. <laughs> so give us a little bit of like okay. your history. Okay, like what? Is... What kind of brings you? Because obviously, like you didn't. This you've come to this. You've been on a journey yes. and you've come to this place. So okay, give us a little. Bit I will of your tell history. you. Okay, let's start in 2015. Let's start in 2015. What year is it right now, brother? It's Carl. 2019. Okay, 2015. It's July. I am driving back with my four children on I-80 from the land of many waters. From the land of many waters. The state that has some great lakes surrounding yes. it? Yes. Okay. It's surrounded by great lakes. <laughs> and I am driving. You guys, we're trying to just keep things on the DL so you don't <laughs> actually. <laughs> you don't, you'll never know what state this is. But it's the state surrounded by many great lakes. And that and is sister, where Sister Whore, wait, Sister Great Waters, Great Waters is driving. Because back this is on the I-80. land of our ancestry. Right. This is where it all began. This is where your the people land come of our from. Fathers. The, the land, the of, land of our forefathers. Your forefathers live on the many lakes. So I am, in, my four children and I, it's in the 90 degrees. I 80, if anyone's ever been on I 80, um, you can drive 85, 90. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting close to Evanston. Mm-hmm. I live close to Salt Lake City. Right. So I'm getting close, and I feel, um, I've been feeling for months something coming on. Uh-oh. Something, and I don't know what it is. Like a rash? <laughs> you can call it that. You can call it a rash. It's red, throbbing, flames on the sides. Even breaths. That none of the millennials know what you're talking about. I know. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, I shred two tires. Uh-oh. I'm on the side of I-80, and I lose my shit. I, I, I can't stop crying. Um, I do, I'm shaking. I'm almost blacking out. And it takes me about four hours. My kids don't know what's going on. But I get, finally get a tow truck. We're riding in my huge Denali mm-hmm. on the top of a tow truck. Uh-huh. The sun is setting in uh-huh. Wyoming. We're in the tow truck. The guy's drunk. Oh, my God. Oh. Driving the tow truck. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, we're sitting in the Denali. Because <laughs> he had to come from a party. That's right. the only tow truck driver we could get. Right. He gets us to a hotel. 
I get back to, I finally get back to Salt Lake and I realize there's something, there's something really wrong with me. Right. 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 And I know it's probably like a nervous breakdown type thing. Right. Right. And, and I have no idea why. Right. So, um, I go to my doctor. She says, you have PTSD. She puts me on a drug cocktail and she said, you need to do EMDR with this therapist at Utah Valley Regional Medical Center in Pause. Provo. Did she, did she say why you had PTSD? No, did she identify I a specific? No okay, so there wasn't That's like, the there wasn't an, an incident that she could point to to nope, say, this is where you she just said, these P- are the symptoms okay. of PTSD. Okay, you're and experiencing I, PTSD and I should even though we don't know where it's coming from. that I had already dis- taken off my garments. Uh-huh. And for morality reasons, I mean, I thought the church was immoral at this point. Um, I had already distanced myself from the church. So she prescribed medication? Yeah, a cocktail of my Lexapro and then Seroquel okay. was to help me be able to just m- survive. And then EMDR, which is, EMDR, tell which us what is that is. I, yeah. <laughs> eye movement, desensitize, let's see, EMD, desensitization. Regimen um, or something? Reprocessing. Or, okay, okay. But tell us what that means. What okay. does EMDR mean? So it me so it's for trauma, but now they use it for at the root of most anxiety is trauma. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's they put you in a mode where you can quickly so the eye movement is where in REM your eyes are moving back and forth. Uh-huh. And so that's when you usually do your processing when you're sleeping. Okay. But if you have encountered some sort of trauma, you're not processing through the trauma. Right. So it, it, different therapists use different ways to kind of get you into that kind of... You're not asleep, and you're, you're just sitting here like this, mm-hmm. the same as we are now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they find kind of a, a place for you to be at. You close your eyes, and you get to that kind of REM state, and then you're able to process trauma really quickly. Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. I know I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but is this... Uh, back in probably 2006 or seven, I had rapid eye therapy. Is that yeah. similar? Is it the same thing? It may be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think different therapists approach it maybe a little bit differently. Okay. Okay. From anyway, what I can tell. Continue. But essentially, it's a it's a physical process that you can use to help deal with trauma, like past trauma that you've experienced. Yeah. And instead of just like in talking, way. right? <laughs> instead of talk therapy. I mean, you do talk. Sure. But they, but it's um, and try and instead of trying to like figure out what the trauma is. You are able to like go visit the trauma. Okay. So at this point, though, I didn't know like what, what the, trauma what the is. PTSD yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Yeah. So I'm. When just... your doctor said she thought you had PTSD, were you like, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? Or were you like that? Well, makes I knew sense, there was or... something incredibly wrong, like right. physically, and that's what PTSD is. So trauma is your body is in the, a constant fight or flight, mm-hmm. and it knows that. So let's let's say you encountered the trauma years ago. Someday that's going to cut your book. There's a book that's called Your Body Keeps yeah. the Score. Yeah, oh, I know that book. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it comes back to roost at some time. Yeah. And your body's forcing you to kind of deal, deal right. with it, right? right? Which is great. Mm-hmm. But it's also incredibly scary. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can't, you want to unzip your body and throw it away. Oh, right. Wow. But you got to deal with it. You have to deal with it. <laughs> we're going to take a little break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about your trauma, sister, Great Waters. <laughs> oh, <No>, good. <laughs> why we're here so anyway we're gonna take a break rosemary wait what rosemary Kennedy. oh i'm sorry okay oh we're, never mind we're gonna take a break let's take a break y'all we're back 
I'm, I can't wait to hear what happens next. So you went to your doctor. They said you had PTSD. They recommended EDEMD, EDM, electronic dance music. Yes, electronic dance music. They were like, you should go to some above and beyond. You should go to, there's some great festivals in Las Vegas. You should take some Molly. They recommended all of that. Just kidding. They recommended EMDR. EMDR, which has... Which is more about your eyes and less about electronic and music. <laughs> okay. So what happened next? Okay, so I have my initial appointment with the therapist who's been doing EMDR. She's quite old. Mm-hmm. In fact, she's retired now. She was probably in her late 70s. And this is, again, in Provo, at Utah Valley Regional Medical Center. Right, that's where I was born. Just file that away, people trying to figure out who I am. So I didn't think it mattered at the time that this therapist, of course, was LDS. So she tells me, okay, I want you to go home, type up a list of five things, because I didn't know right. what the trauma was. Like where the was. trauma came from. Where so the she said, I want you to type up a list of five things that you think might be the trauma mm-hmm. incidents, and then you rate them on a scale of one to ten of how traumatic. So I go home, and that was a really difficult thing to do. Why was it difficult? It was difficult to go mm. back and even tr- think about what might be causing so much pain. Was it difficult because like you felt like you had a pretty good life and you were okay? Or was it difficult because like you didn't want to like look at those painful moments in your life? I think it was shame. Okay. Because I was still, you know, even though I had distanced myself from the church. You were still Mormon. I was still still connected to so much of that shame. Okay. Okay. So I make some lists and I not, I make four things. Um, and I'm not really, none of them feel great. And then I think, well, maybe I should include my parents moving me to Utah my senior year of high school from the most northern state in the lower 48. <laughs> We're speaking in code. So we need to go back, I guess, at this point. No. Um, my parents were not LDS. My mother was raised Irish Catholic, went to a Catholic school with nuns, nine kids. Right. Whole, the whole shebang. Uh, my dad was All raised. All the classic tropes. Yeah. Fairly secular. And they grew up in the land of that is surrounded, surrounded by, many by all of the gray lakes. Yeah, the many <laughs> waters that I sit on. <laughs> I love these codes. I love this coded the many language. The waters upon which you sit. That's right. The land between them. My parents, the land of our fathers. my mom was trying to be a good, they, they were at the University of the Land of Many Waters. <laughs> the Great Lakes. I love this so much. And um, they had known each other from high school. My mother was a year behind my father. Because our be- father had dated our mom's older sister. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, That's like sexy. Like not just dated. Fucked. Yes. Oh. <laughs> My my partner Gary is so happy hearing you say that right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they're at the University of the Land of Great Lakes. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> and um, they're dating. And your um, parents. My parents. Right. And my father says maybe we should move in together. And then my mom, being the good Catholic girl, even though I think they were not, knocking. yeah, they were knocking boots. They were. Yeah. Um. Says no. I need to get married. So they get married pretty young. Right. And then um, they get pregnant. Right. Right. With, with you. With me. With and you. And with, you. Living, with the whore upon the many the waters. Whore. Yes. 
And then, um, so they're living in married housing, and just and this is this um, University of Great Lakes is it <laughs> <laughs> is a very Never liberal school. Right, right. liberal at the, the end of the sixties and early seventies. But there are some Mormons that live above them. Yeah, of course there are. There's always Mormons living above us. God damn it. If there's ever a metaphor for my life, there's always Mormons living above me. <laughs> and um, my dad, being a curious person, um, they eat dinner together, and these Mormons feed them Kool-Aid instead of wine. Oh. And my dad says, tell me about your religion. Well, then they send over the stake missionaries, and, my da- and they have these huge flip charts. And my dad's first impression is, oh, this is like Amway. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, like, which God damn it, Dad! It sure is how it is. He's not wrong. He should he should have listened to that first. Instinct. And they went running. Right, right, right. Okay, so a couple of years, I think, um, brother or elder, so and I elder don't. Elder Henrik B. Irene, but you're an Ernan. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Jesus God, Lord. He Jesus was born. <clears throat> our, ne- our next guest. Yeah, we'll get to him guest. later. He was Sorry. born. He was born, and then they revisit Mormonism. And my dad goes to the library, reads some. Some literature mm-hmm. about Joseph Smith. Was it like the work in the glory? Is that what he read? I don't think yeah. that was written back yeah. then. Was you guys it? remember the work in the glory? It was like, yeah, it was like a, it was like a sexy adventure <laughs> novel about Mormon pioneers. Was like, was the tatas on the Erie Canal. <laughs> they were. That was a great. Those were great. Anyway, 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 we're gonna do a separate podcast Sorry, where we I just like, we're gonna do we're gonna Sister Twain and I have been talking focus. about Sister Twain and I have been talking about this for months. But we are going to launch a separate podcast uh-huh. called uh, the Hot Drinks Book Club, <laughs> where we where we read the work and the glory, and we discuss a chapter <laughs> every week. Don't you think we should do that? That means we're going to have to do it now. Yeah, we are. I know. Literally, Shit. literally, we've never talked about this, but how great would that be? We read one chapter. How great thou art. How great thou art. Yeah. It would be a marvelous work oh and a wonder. Back to the whore. Back to the whore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I guess to make a long story short. Um, my dad decided, the missionaries tell him that, that that was anti-Mormon literature that he found in the public library, where, right, which right. coincidentally, I mean, is, is it ironic? It's probably ironic. Our dad is a librarian. Oh, okay. Okay. And the stuff he found in the library was anti, you know. Right. The work in the glory is anti-Mormon literature. It wasn't the work in the glory. By Gerald, <laughs> Gerald L. Lund. 1974, you kids. You, you kids. kids. Maybe five. Five, probably five-ish. Listen. Anyway, so they get baptized, baptized, and um, <laughs> then they decide to move to the most northern state in the lower 48. To, right, right. To, to Homestead. Um, in <laughs> to the, Homestead? Is that another code word? No. No, <laughs> no running water, no electricity. For in real? the fucking we coldest were, state. We were still homesteading in like 1975. Oh, watch, watch how I made this. Listen to how I made this podcast <laughs> with Burt's Bees. Bees. Learn all about it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> this is not an anchor ad, <laughs> but if you want to listen to the how I made this podcast with Burt's Sorry, Bees. Sister Twain is like flipping out. She's so good. You'll learn a lot about homesteading in the lower four. It hardly ever happens, you know. What hardly ever happens? The eclipse. That's not actually what happened. There wasn't an eclipse. That's a line from the seminal uh, Watcher in the Woods. Oh, oh my God. Right? It, it, hardly, God. it hardly ever happens, you know. But what actually hardly the ever... The eclipse. That's what Narek says <laughs> to... Narek, yes. 
Yes. yes. Yeah. And she's like, and she's like, she's like, leave me alone. Get out of my way. And she pushes Karen under the weeds. Anyway. Uh, so she's got to push her under the weeds to get her out. But, but Karen thinks she's drowning her. Anyway, her name's not Karen. What actually hardly ever happens is we hardly ever get a phone call during the podcast, <laughs> which which stops the recording. So that's what happened is we were take we took a forced break because we, I got a phone call from my boss, yeah, and that stopped the recording. Okay. But what we were talking about was Sister Great Whore's parents, Sister mm-hmm. Great Waters, Whore of the, the Great Waters, the but like what's the, what's the short name? What's the Sister short name? Great Waters, Sister Great Waters. Yes. I feel like that's like a water park. Like it's I what, think it's amazing. Yeah. That's but, like one of those indoor water parks, like Great Wolf Lodge, isn't a horror the Great like Waters. A water park? No. I mean, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, so Sister Great Waters' parents were homesteading, like like Ma and Pa Engels. And how did that go? How did that go? It, it didn't work out. Okay. Oh shit. Um, the water <laughs> pump froze. Oh, and... that <laughs> happened to the Engels too. That happened to Ma and Pa Engels too. Well, the Engels lived in the southeastern Minnesota. Oh! Of the southeastern part of, of the, the northern estate of the most lower 48. Four, yeah. lower 48. But we were not in the southeastern corner. We, we were, were in the, the northwest north. eastern. Oh, so corner. fuck. So it was yes. even like we more were even fucked more up. North. We were close to the country, which is above the lower 48. We were on the Iron Range, as we they were. call it. I'm so confused as to what hemisphere of the world we're even in right now. <laughs> Anyways, all we so, know is Pa put an orange in your we, stocking no. for Christmas, and he dressed up like Father Christmas. And you got some Brazilian nuts, maybe if you're lucky. I mean, maybe. We anyway, never. so okay, so I did gotta go. Your parents were homesteading. It Ma it, and Pa Great Waters were homesteading. It didn't work out. They moved to a small town, and my dad. Was okay. Okay. And we went to a small branch. LDS branch, right. Mormon church branch. Right. We met in the basement of a rented, some weird rented building, and water would trickle down. And okay, the context anybody who lives in rural United States um, and has been Mormon and not in the Western United States, it's filled with a bunch of converts that don't know jack shit and, about. And it's, and it's weird. Yeah. But they're cool because. <laughs> all weirdos yeah yeah and they really don't know the doctrine so it doesn't really matter you're just a bunch of people that get together and watch film strips <laughs> i was baptized in a wooden box in a basement with a bunch of daddy lawn legs floating in it oh i mean that's a metaphor for something for, sure. for something some daddy so, long legs floating and we're in that wondering where the ptsd font. came from right Right. So you're writing um, things down. You're this, like, I don't know where it came from. No. You're, you're doing some focus journaling. <laughs> <laughs> but in this branch, um, it's separate from my life going to school with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mostly Lutheran, which is what Minnesotans Minnesotans. Oh, you mean you mean I mean oh god the, <laughs> lo- the most I love that we're trying to protect the name of a state. Every single time. We're trying to, I have to disguise the name of a state. It's a sacred state. state. So um, the point is, I was pretty happy in this most northern state of the lower 48. Um, and I had no point of reference about what Mormonism really was. Right. When someone would say something that was very patriarchal or misogynistic or sexist, I had no idea that that was actually doctrine. 
I'd roll my eyes with the rest of the young women and the other women in the branch. And I'd be like, oh, my God, these men, whatever. Um, And then – and I was having a pretty good time as a teenager. And then all of a sudden, the spring of 1990, my dad has a revelation. Right. From Jesus Christ. From Jesus. Right. Jesus wants – by this time, there are eight children in our family. In how many years? Um, I wasn't quite 13 when the twins, identical twins, were okay. born. Okay. Okay. I'm from a family of eight, and our youngest are also twins. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, no, it's no. like God's funny joke. Like, God was like, you thought you were done, but here's two babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My youngest are twins. My grandfather flipped his shit when he found out they were twins. Yeah. Um, so, my, I'm having the time of my life, living the high school dream. Right. You've got right. big bangs. Oh, they're, yes. They're, they're curls, some aquanet. Tiffany, Tiffany was jealous of Tiffany. I had been working as a cross-country and track star right. and with my team, and things were going great. And then my dad gets this revelation from Jesus. And he's supposed to move everybody to Utah. Because right. he's supposed to go to graduate school at BYU. Right. Well, I don't I, – I mean, that's horrific, right? Right. You're a senior in high school. That's horrific. You're getting ready to go into your yes. senior year. Like you've like you've built like everything's built up to this year. From like kindergarten, you're going to be the track yeah. star. Yeah, like you've got all your friends. All you've got the big friends. bangs. Yes, 130 yeah. 30 kids in my class. I know all of them. We're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't. The thing is, is I'm horrified, but I also am afraid of Jesus. Right, right, right. I'm right. afraid that Je- this is what Jesus wants. Right. And so my best friend's parents are always are like, "You can stay with us. We'll you will support you." The lesbian um, PE teacher tells me she's got the tight perm. Oh, yeah. She's been my PE teacher since seventh grade. Yeah. She tells me, you can live with me. I will get you a car. You can. Goddamn. You don't have to leave. Sister Twain, did you have a lesbian PE teacher? I think it was fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. Okay. God bless those lesbian t- teachers. I mean, PA, she wasn't PE. out. Yeah, shout oh, out no. to no one could be she yeah. wasn't out, out, but everyone knew. Everyone no, knew. like our, so our PE teacher lived with the art teacher. They were like, quote unquote, best friends. <laughs> yes. But they Special both had like friends. the tight perm. Mm-hmm. They lived together. Or sweats all the time. Oh, God bless. The, the tight perm is what gives it away. <laughs> no, every time. no. Shout out to those shout out to those lesbian PE teachers in the 80s. Haircuts don't lie. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> Walks like a duck, haircuts like a duck. It's a duck. It's a duck. Anyway. It's a duck. God bless those oh, lesbians. She was the best. God bless those lesbians. So I stayed the summer and worked at. I worked at the library. Mm-hmm. I I, I am used like, to work at a library oh too. That was my first job. I am the oh, champion wow. of uh, this uh, most northern state in the lower forty-eight because I transitioned the card catalog that summer mm-hmm. over to the computer. Oh. <gasps> There we go. Here we go. Yes. This is what you guys tune in for. Is this kind of <laughs> is this kind of hard hitting coverage? Oh, Dewey wow. Decimal. Digitalize. <laughs> we digitalized the Dewey I mean, Decimal. That was. That, can I can I say what year that was? It was ninety. Oh, I thought it was ninety one. Oh, it was the summer before your. What okay. what song were we listening to, Sister Twain, oh. as we as we were digitalizing the card catalog? Oh, cool. I think we were listening to uh, Belle Biv DeVoe. Okay. <laughs> Motley Crue. Right. Dr. Feelgood. 
A little yeah. DJ DJ dun, Scott Cat. That's Doctor Feelgood. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Anyway, so Doctor Feelgood. It's so good. I love that song. Um, so I stay, and I was still. I had money in the bank. I was trying to figure out, like, do I break my parents' hearts, stay, or do I go where God wants me to go? This is literally a question I say to myself every day. Do I break? Do I break Mary Jo Coco's heart? Oh God! Or do I go where God wants me to go? I really think at this point that maybe God really does have a plan, right? Oh, sure. Right. We all thought that at some point. So right. in August... What a fucking joke. Because school starts... God's there, no plan. No. But in August, school starts in Utah. It doesn't start in the lower... The, the, the best state, state. The northern... The best state. The best state. The state with lots of lakes in it, not surrounded so much. Only <laughs> That's surrounded right. By one I love that right. we just call it Utah, but when we talk about another state... I am not protecting fucking Utah. No, we have a Utah name. deserves no <laughs> protection. Pseudonyms. So, if you haven't figured it out, I came to Utah. Right. And um, I was so traumatized that I started school. I went and got my student ID, and there was... who Who this brother of mine thinks is probably a gay choir teacher. He saw me in the... He saw me in the office getting my student ID, oh. and he put his arm around me. I don't think he's gay. I think the guy's a Oh, really? Sorry, I shouldn't say this out loud. Okay. Do you think he's gay? I, think he's gay. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, he was trying to make me feel better, and then it, and a lot of weird things happened this year. I think because I was so traumatized that I... And I couldn't, like, express the trauma because it's what got water. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I couldn't, anyway. So two really weird things happened that year. This teacher was told that he couldn't talk to me anymore because they thought he was making the moves on me. What? <laughs> Wait, the gay choir teacher? I thought he was gay. Oh. He wasn't? I, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the Lord's anointed, <laughs> but I feel like this choir teacher, I, I, I never thought of him as being gay. Actually, now that I'm thinking. I, think I thought it, of him as like liking the young ladies, actually, oh, well, a little maybe bit. He did. Which I think it's interesting that (laughs) I think it's interesting that they thought a teacher was maybe trying to have sex with you and they were just like, please don't talk to her. They weren't like you're fired or like we're calling the authorities. They were like, please, please just don't talk to her. We know you want to have sex with her. The counselor that was over my section of the alphabet, his name was Mr. Clark. Is that was that? Oh, oh, he's a big burly guy. Oh, bro. Whoa. And he said I needed an extra credit, but I already had most of my credits from this the state. That's the most northern of the lower forty eight. And he said, "Well, why don't you be a teacher's aide? Um, A pretty girl like you, or a teacher would love to have a pretty girl like you." And he put me into a (gasps) teacher's class who had gotten his student teacher pregnant from BYU, and he put me in her prep his prep period, and the guy. <laughs> he had a ponytail. Not that a ponytail makes you a molester oh, or anything. Yeah. But you're a, I mean, it does. A little bit it does. <laughs> oh, my in God, that, stop. In the town that we were living in, yes. No, this... No, I'm oh, saying in yeah. the town, in the state, like, if you have a ponytail in that town... Yes. You're a molester. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I... Yeah, right away, I kind of felt like something wasn't right with him. And another English teacher, who was a female, <gasps> said, why don't you be my teacher's aid because she could tell there was something to miss. Jesus. Shit. So messed up. I can't remember her name. God damn. Okay, we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a little break (laughs) and then we're going to talk about how your trauma, Uh your PTSD, 
Yeah, I'll wrap and why, that up. And, and we're going to sink into why Mormonism um, lobotomizes. lobotomizes young yeah. ladies. So your lesbian choir teacher told you you could move into her <laughs> house. Know. I'm very confused. Okay, no, I've okay. lost the thread. Okay, I've okay. lost the thread. No, no. Sister Twain can get it back. Okay. Bring us back. Let, let, I'm going to bring it back bring around back. downtown to Chinatown. So, um, um, okay. So, one teacher uh, has been told not to talk to you. Right, because he might have sex with you. They wanted to put you in as a teacher's aide because you were pretty. Mm-hmm. And, uh... This teacher's aide got his student teacher pregnant once right, upon a time. Right. You got out of that situation, though. Right, mm-hmm. right. And then um, a bus driver saw me getting on the bus, and he saw my f- – oh, it's a she. She saw me talking to my dad. Next thing I know, I'm being called into a counselor's office because she thinks my dad is molesting me. What? what? And she keeps saying, tell me the truth. And really, the the truth was, my dad was not molesting me, but I was extremely traumatized by my dad because Jesus told him to move me to right. To so Utah. you were still yeah. So this this trauma of being like kind of torn away from everything you knew. Okay, fast forward. My freshman year of college was horrifically traumatic. I had a bishop that tried to talk dirty to me, um, and find out he was trying to talk dirty to all kinds of girls. And my family, how many brothers were like, uh, yeah, they shouldn't be. A bishop shouldn't be talking to you like that. Right. Of course. Okay. Then um, I was so invalid because I was so miserable that I ended up serving a mission. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my favorite segue we've ever done in the show. I was so invalid and I was so miserable that I served served a mission for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, I had a revelation that that was, I mean, like my dad had had a revelation. I had one too. And I ended up serving um, in (laughs) the most Eastern part of this continent, (laughs) (laughs) but not part of this country. Um, Jesus, we can just straight up say it. The mission actually no longer exists. Okay. It's so you, been, went on, it's, you went on a Mormon mission. I did. And I actually don't regret it. I had a great mission president who actually worked for Eldish Social Services, who was Canadian. and um, You mean the country above? The, the country that's right. above the most northern state in the lower 58. Right. 48. There's right. not 58. Um, and he really actually helped me through some of that trauma and misery. That's good. That's good. Well, then I came home and... You know, the next thing on the agenda is to get married. Right. But I was, I'm not the marrying type, but that's doesn't, doesn't that, do, that doesn't jive no. with Mormonism. Right. And so I dated and I dated a ton. Like, you know, and when you're a newly returned sister missionary, you're, you're a hot ticket for men right. looking right. for a wife. Right, 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 right. And so anyway, fast forward a few years because I wasn't ready to get married and just dated a ton. And um, I'd known my husband since I was 18, he's four years older than me. He was starting law school and it was time for him to look for a wife. And so I had just broken up with a boyfriend and, um, yeah, I, we ended up getting married Okay. because it was time to get married. Okay. I had a panic attack in the temple, God. had to talk myself through 
Like at your wedding? Mm-hmm. Oh, In the slasher room. You know how they take you to the slasher yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, another thing about the temple is my family is not LDS. And my brother is gay. Right. And so the only people I had at the temple were my parents, one brother. All my family was outside. All my aunts, uncles. Mm-hmm. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. And miserable. Mm-hmm. Plus, I hated the fucking temple since the first time I'd ever gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. I felt like they did a bait and switch with me with Eve. Because they'd always tell me the articles of faith that we're not... What's it called? We're not, we're not punished, re- for, punished for Adam's yeah. transgression. Adam's but then you get to the Eve. temple, I'm like, oh shit, no, yeah, Eve is and I am Eve. We so, actually are, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, so know. we have kids... Um, I'm trying to pretend like I'm happy. I'm called to be the elements president. Um, when I uh, right after I have four kids in five years, um, I know there's lots and lots and lots of horrific things about the church, but you just have to, you know, persevere. And then, um, yeah, Prop Eight comes, and my brother's gay, and I, yeah, it starts to really break down. Right. And I'm also the elements president, right? Right. Okay. So then after I've, I asked to be released after two and a half years as the elements president, um, I'm the Because gossip- of Prop 8? Because I just can't teach that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen, I didn't tell you to teach that shit. I feel like I, feel like I was attacked in that moment. It's not my fault. I'm not Thomas S. Monson. I'm not Spencer W. Kimball. You're fine. You're fine. I'm just teasing. Well, then I'm called to be the gospel doctrine teacher. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. (laughs) And it's the doctrine and covenants. And I am sincerely... Oh, the doctrine and covenants. (laughs) I am sincerely praying over these lessons on my couch. And I have four kids. And um, I might be the first person who cries on your podcast. That's okay. You can cry. And I remember the moment when I thought it was the spirit at the time. And it told me to get my kids the fuck out of the church. <laughs> yeah! She's yes, Dorothy! Yes. Run, Dorothy, run! She's crying and laughing, you guys. And I cried and cried because I knew what that would mean in the neighborhood that I lived in. Of course. Because yeah. you're in the heart of, like, Utah And I've County. lived there. I was yeah. the first young woman's president in that ward. And, um, and so I did it very, very carefully. Listen, so when I left the church, I prayed about it. I was I was gay. I had just come out. I prayed about it. And the spirit told me to leave. <laughs> and I told and I said that to my mom. I said, no, the spirit told me to leave. And she said, the spirit would never tell you to leave. Exactly. And I said, well, either it's been a lie my whole life, or this is true. Because the feelings that I feel now that are telling, to be, telling me to leave are the same feelings that I felt for the last 30 years. That have guided and shaped my entire life. So either all of those were a lie and this one's also a lie. Or they were all true but this one's also true. It was the truest thing that had never been revealed to me. Yeah. So that was right. That was probably 2014. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm carefully removing myself from the church. And then in 2015 on the side of the road in Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So and let's at- recap. So you're you're driving back, it's just you and your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Denali, and two tires blow. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. God <laughs> blew up two of my fucking tires. <laughs> God you. just has so many metaphors, y'all. <laughs> he does. I know. So I that go should be merch. God has so many metaphors, y'all. <laughs> y'all. Yeah. So I'm Write tidying down, up Becky. the things that might be traumatic, 
in the last minute. <laughs> the things that might be dramatic. After, after this journey that we've been on, You're like, we're I like, don't even know. can you think of anything? Know. Can you think of any traumatic Are you sure experiences? sure we're not talking about Brother Coffee? No, I mean, all this seems fine. This seems very normal. So I don't know what you mean traumatic. So at the last minute, I say, oh, the move to Utah. I take those to the therapist. It's our first session of EMDR. Right. And she's like, I want to do this in chronological order. So the first one is the move to Utah. She puts me in the REM state. We go revisit our move to Utah. And oh, shit. This right. is the whole kit and caboodle. Because right. it enc- encompasses everything. Right. Right? Because it wasn't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't just a move. Like, a. it wasn't just the fact that you kind of, like, got torn out of your safe place yeah. during your senior year. But, like, moving to Utah was also tied to, like, the Mormonism and the what that all meant. The and patriarchy. The, the, the patriarchy. Misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the like things. Like, it's all interconnected. Oh, for sure. One of the things I realized when I moved to Utah was Jesus loves money. Because that <laughs> he does. Was... Y'all, he does. Jesus hates women. Jesus loves money. He and hates faggots, I too. didn't know that. Je- I, that Jesus didn't live in the, uh, uh, the uh, most northern of the for- lower economically 40. totally depressed place where all the mines, which were the only way that supported the town economically, were shut down. Right, you know? right. And it was a fr- uh, this town that I grew up in had the first communist mayor in the United States. It did? Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so back to the trauma. The EMDR? I, the EMDR. I'm crying and I'm crying. One of the parts of EMDR is you go talk to the person that you were at the time. Oh, I love okay. that. Okay. And it was the most healing thing that I'd ever experienced. But in that moment, I realized that my therap- therapist, who mm-hmm. was supposed to be helping me, would not be able to help me because she was LDS. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So I could Did she say something or was it just no, like... No, I knew okay. it. I knew okay. it instinctively, of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you've been that. And so, um, yeah, I would never go to, to an LDS therapist. Not now for sure. Yeah. In the moment though, I started talking about it and she helped me as much as she could, but then it got to the point where you, you can't really talk about it. And so, um, what happens with EMDR is once you've processed what the trauma was, all of a sudden, when you're outside of that, that session, puzzle pieces start snapping into place. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Really, really quick. Been there. Been there. Super quickly. And I realized I'm able to let go of so much shame. None of none of these things were my fault. Because you're in an abusive relationship with the church where yeah. they they are never wrong. It's always you. If you are if you don't feel good about yourself, if something's not right, it's never them. It's always you. Yeah. Right, right. And that went away so quickly. Um and I was able to really heal quickly. And then all of a sudden and so at this point I still think there's a God there, right? Listening to me. I mean, sure. I don't know that there's not a God there, but it's just, and I'm praying. I'm still praying. Okay. I think I'm supposed to not be a part of this at all. And then the uh, policy came out in November. Uh, ding, 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 ding. It's ding. a classic. It's a yeah. real, it's a classic. <laughs> it's on our, it's like on our, it's on our best of, our best of uh, hits of the 2000s, the exclusion policy. And that was my sign from God, the God that I thought was there, you know, listening to my prayers. Right. And, um, and then I was done. And that, that was like my permission to completely like <sighs> let go. And, and then things were real. It took a long time for me to, you know, kind of drag my husband. Um, 
but it happened. Picking and, and screaming. Picking and screaming. My kids, oh my God, it's such a relief to like, my kids don't know who Satan is. Right. I love it. Right? right. Like Satan right. isn't trying to like right. get them. Trying to, yeah. My daughters like don't feel shame about their bodies. Right. The things that they don't know, right, that have never been a part of their lives yeah. are just so, it's just awesome. And be, so I've sat in the library for the last two and a half years. And it's turned into like the corner bar of the chapel mm-hmm. where people come and they, and they actually say the doctor's in when mm-hmm. I'm in there because people will tell me their secrets. Oh, really? But my plan is at the end of this year, I'm turning in my key. Are you talking about the church library? I'm talking about the church okay. library. You're the librarian at the church. I, well, because I went to the bishop. I said, I can't teach. I can't do this. This is, I can't do this and this and this. And he said, okay, I'll put you in the library. And it's and that's how I've been able to slowly disconnect and keep people trusting me in my neighborhood mm-hmm. because I depend on their relationships because we have kids and right, 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 right. So this is current. Oh, this is current. Oh fuck! But it's worked because people tell me things. It is. I, I like. There's a keyboard in there. I want to play show tunes and like put out the dirty diet cokes and like some pretzels and stuff. <laughs> Because I hear all the secrets and all the things that, like, the women pretend like they're happy. They're not fucking happy. No, not, none of them not. are happy. None so of them are happy. happy. No, they're not. And they come in and tell me all, like, they say, oh, the temple makes me so happy. The church makes me so happy. And then in the next breath, hey, what medication is working for you? Because I am so depressed. Right, 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 right. Okay, let's take a little break. <laughs> Sister Twain has gone into, Sister Twain has gone to her special place. It's fine. It's oh, fine. It's okay. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back. Fuck. And talk about more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so the thesis <laughs> statement of this pod, of the pod, y'all, of this was. Episode, this epi of the pod was. This epi of the pod. That's, <laughs> that Mormonism lobotomizes young girls and turns them into Rosemary Kennedy. So. Yes. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. All right. Because well, we've been through your life journey. Yep. So what, so what do you mean by that? Why do you say Mormonism lobotomizes young girls? Because at this point in my life, I have four children. Right. I have a husband. Right. Of 19 years. Right. And is he hot? He is. Okay. Yes. He's no. Gonna He's going to listen to this. The gay brother-in-law was like, yeah. yes, yeah. he's hot. hot. Yeah. Don't say his name. Oh, oh shit. Sorry. God, it's fine. It. You're far away. No one heard you. Um. And I've moved through, over the last four or five years, I've moved through the stages of grief, but now I'm just in the sadness because I realized all of my freedom was taken away. I have no freedom. I didn't get to make any choices. Those choices were all made for me by by a bunch of men that don't fucking care about me. I'm just a body. I was just a body to squirt out a bunch of kids to try to raise in their fucking church to do some more squirting out. Here it is. Squirting. 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 And it's sad. It's really sad that I didn't get and then, to. And then you, so you're on the side of the road in the Denali in 2015 mm-hmm. with busted tires. Mm-hmm. Describe the difference between 11th grade Minnesota it's fine. <laughs> Sister Great Waters. Yes. And 2015 on the side of the road in the Denali, Sister Great Waters. Anything was possible in 1990. Okay. It was exciting. Everything was, I mean, that's part of being a teenager. Right. Is that everything? The whole world is open to you. The whole world is open to you. Yeah. Anything is possible. But now I know 
that very few things are possible and that, that and so much of that has passed me by and um you can't like you can't wallow in that because it is what it is right and i love my children and right. my husband and i um and i will do anything for those kids and sacrifice but i want different for them yeah i want them to have all you, those possibilities you felt like all your choices were made for you which means which translates for me and i don't i don't want to put words in your mouth mm. but for me it translates to you are not allowed to have independent thought oh no no there's and, no freedom and I re- that's the lobotomy yeah yeah, I think I don't remember where I heard it. May have it may be comic like in some comedy, but it was something that the the some comedy, some rom com, a Sandra Sandra Bullock movie, perhaps. No, the, 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 oh, the human spirit yearns for freedom, yeah, and that is what I feel so much is when I get the fuck out of Utah, I have a sense of freedom because Utah is the symbol to me of taking away any sort of freedom oh, that I ever had. So I have to ask. Powerful. I have to ask, mm-hmm. do you and your husband, <clears throat> we'll call him Barry. Yeah, Barry. Barry. Um, <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet Ever Barry. discuss leaving Utah? Yeah, well, the nature of his business is, it, it depends on Utah. Okay. But the end is in sight. What if you left Utah County? The nature of Barry's business. Um, I, I can't do that to my kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> they need to stay at the school that they're at. Because I would not do the same thing to them that... Okay. They are, they are happy where they're at. Right. And, and I am willing to stick it out for so many more years uh-huh. until the last one graduates. Jeez. And then I'm the fuck out of Utah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, gentle listeners, you're not able to see, uh, 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 really take a look at uh, Sister Whore who sits upon the great waters, <laughs> but I just want you to picture your, let's say you're in um, University Mall. senior year of high school who would make because I was so depressed and I didn't know why I was so depressed because I just had moved to Utah yeah. he'd make me go to the URC mall and walk around and smile at people <laughs> Jesus 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 I'm, I'm convulsing I'm convulsing I'm anyway what were you anyway <laughs> if sister whore upon the great waters walked past you and you made eye contact with her you'd be like there's a Utah county Mormon mom yeah does that offend you that I just said that? Oh, uh, I don't care. Okay, okay. Back, but... Really? This bitch is crazy. This bitch is sassy. <laughs> this bitch knows what's up. She drinks the cupcake. It burns. It burns going cupcake down, cupcake burns. but it burns so good. Right, right. And... <laughs> and I have a feeling that one day she's going to be... Burning shit down. I was going to say something sexual. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But I think her husband might listen to this. Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Her husband, Barry. So, oh, s- Sister Twain's taking a bathroom break while we're still recording. What's she going to do It's so her? classic. Listen. They're listen. Thinking about Sister Hoyle. I'm going to grow Listen. So, thank you. Oh, of course. For telling, telling your story. I think it's so... I do think there's something really powerful and really important about, as a parent, we're all parents here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recognizing, like... Not that one. The damage <laughs> that was inflicted upon you 
as a young like Mormon kid. And then, and then, and then thinking like, no, I want something better for my kids. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to fight for something better for my kids. Like I took those bullets, but I don't want my kids to have to take those same bullets. I'd like to ask one last question before we take a break and then come back with our five questions that we ask all our guest stars. Okay. The one last question is since that, Fateful day in 2015. In the, the Denali. Denali. <laughs> Are we back <laughs> to the Denali? No, 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 it's we're not. It's just, it's just a point of reference. Yeah. How have you, Sister Great Waters, what has your journey been like since then? And I mean specifically regarding discovering your independent thoughts and sense of self. Um. One of the things that's been super awesome is my sense of curiosity. Like, it's like, it's kind of like a rebirth. Like, all the knowledge is open to you and there's no restrictions. Right. Whereas before there was this, there were these um, blinders on what you could learn. Right. There were things you couldn't look at or could look at or whatever. And so I can learn everything. Right. I can question everything. Right. I can talk yeah. about it. Now it's like, you know, they say the best antiseptic is sunshine. Like, I talk about everything. And I talk about, with my daughters, um, I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. But I talk about sex all the time. Awesome. Because right. nobody talked about sex with me. Good. Right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of bad things happened to me. When your parents were home, were homesteading, <laughs> they were not talking about... They were not talking about the, the sex. Business. <laughs> the business. They were not getting into the business. <laughs> Of the business inside the business. So when Barry's business came along, no, we had no idea what to do. It was a whole adventure. It was a whole business. It was a whole adventure. Um, another question came to my mind to, to follow up on that, but I don't remember what it was now because we went off on the business. <laughs> the business can. Take oh, another attention. part of my contrition to bridge, you know, this trust is I'm the PTA president. At my, right. Yes. Okay. And that is a big thing too. So you've got to still maintain these relationships I have with, to try to maintain. yeah, 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 with these Mormon so women. So people will trust and, me. Yeah, because if you're not a member of their club, yeah, you work for Satan. So. Do, so do people know you're not a member of the church? Mm-hmm. They know okay. I've taken. They, you know what? It's been five years since I t- I've taken off my garments, and they still, I see them still going to my shoulders. Oh! To see if I after the policy the reversal bullshit. <sighs> Oh, I don't know how many people thought I was going to come back and put my garments on. Wait, after the... Oh, after they reversed the policy. When they fixed it. When they fixed it. (laughs) Like, Um, you're going to be like, y'all, it's great. They love the games now. A gentle listener that I went to BYU with and that was in the theater department uh, has also left and also had her neighbors and and former board members approach her after the reversal and said, oh, now you can come back. Yeah. Blows so my mind. The bigots. What planet are you on? Yeah. No, the bigots. Anyway, okay. okay let's, we're going to take a little break. Okay. And, and we're then we're going to jump five into questions. our five questions. Thank you, sister, whores upon the earth. Whores <laughs> upon the great water. <laughs> the I don't know. I don't sit I don't on know. the earth. I sit on the water. Thank you, for, <laughs> thank you, sister, whores upon the oceans with the oceans in your twaint. Let's take a break. No yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> You guys were back. <coughs> oh, Jesus. I just, what? This is a professional podcast. We have sponsors. We have hundreds of listeners. You and have, you're going to cough into the microphone. You've burped audibly twice. Did you know that? Tonight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Well, I don't. I did not know that, but fine, whatever. We're gonna jump into our five questions. Do you need some water? No, I'm good. Okay. So, sister horse upon the waters. I don't remember the name. What is it? Sister Great Waters. There's multiple whores within this body. Sister. Get Becky. It's called Legion of Whores. Becky. Becky. Becky, write that down for merch. I am Legion. There are many whores within this body. Or or something that something maybe it's Becky just Becky will figure it out. Becky will Becky. figure it out. Becky's not my our interior our uh, <laughs> graphic designer our graphic designer. Okay, sister whores. Okay. If your topic was a cocktail, your topic of young Mormon women being lobotomized, what what's in that cocktail and what's it called? It's just a big bottle of Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it called? Oh free Dorothy. Free. Oh God, it's Olmstead? yeah. It's called oh. Olmstead. It's called the water pump is frozen. It's called the water pump is frozen. It's a big wa- bottle of Everclear. You forget all your you troubles. No, you can't think of anything. You no, don't you know forget anything. all your troubles. You don't feel anything. Okay. All right. Question two. Yeah. What golden girl are you? I think I'm. I'm Sophia. Really? Okay. Why? So. Tell us more. Um. Do you think so, Nathan? Yes. His... That's actually pretty accurate. Oh, I mean, not, <laughs> not Nathan. not his real name. It's fine. <laughs> Nathan. Um, I'm sarcastic. Right. I am an oldest child, so right. I tend to be kind of a little bit more... You're like a know-it-all. Uh, no, that belongs to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're kind of bossy, definitive. Yeah. But you're also I draw like lo- loving, yeah. protective. You're Sophia. Yeah. Fair. Okay, mm-hmm. great. I love it. Um... Whoa! If you're if you had chosen a different topic, mm-hmm. if you'd wanted to talk about something else that you were that you're an expert on, you talk for two minutes. What is that? What is that topic? Probably Utah public education. Oh, okay. Tell us more. Um, Utah public education sucks. There's very little funding. It's the fiftieth of all states for funding per student. The fiftieth, you guys. The fiftieth. And yet, what's the percent? How many states are there? Where is your God now? I think there's fifty states. There are fifty states, indeed. It's behind Kentucky. Right. And like Mississippi. But but wait, hold on. And it has hold a on. thriving fucking economy. Hold on, I'm confused. We believe in family values. <laughs> we believe in the children. Education. How, many, how, we how, believe how, in how large pre- is our percentage of population under 18? Right. We believe in protecting it's like that. It's 80% in right. the city I live in. But, but what percentage are we in education? 50. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, that was depressing. <laughs> Uh, number four, what's one thing you want to ask us? What's one thing that if you could whisper into the twaint of Sister Twaint, (laughs) what would you want to say? Do you have hope? Oh, Jesus. In general? Yes. Do I have hope? Do you have hope? Do you ask that question because I'm really negative? (laughs) No, because we're all post-Mormon. Oh, do I have hope in general for myself? Or for the world? No, for yourself. For myself. Oh, yeah, all the hope. Okay. All the hope. Um, <laughs> no, sounds like, like... No, it's such a good question. It's oh, like an okay. important question, I think. It's like maybe we don't think about it often enough. Um, oh, yeah, I do. Um, hope for me is a little triggering because uh, mm. uh, it, when I think of hope, it's in the Mormon context mm. because the Relief Society would talk about oh, hope a lot. Um, <clears throat> but... 
interestingly enough, it didn't trigger me when you asked me that because when it was coming from you, I could feel that it means something else for you. Um, cause hope in the Mormon church is like a buzzword or a, a key to enduring to the end, which means enduring a really shitty life and trying to smile through it. Um, but, but for you, I am hearing, do you have hope that all my dreams will come true? <laughs> and I really do. I really believe that. I wish I could, I, I think I, I need to make it fast, happen faster than it's happening. And I know I have the power to do that. But just the day-to-day of my life kind of gets in the way of um, facilitating that. Anyway, that's weird answer. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say, what you said was lovely. Thank- oh, it's beautiful. Was it? Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, thanks. And I also want to say, the Mormon concept of enduring to the end is fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's so... It's like, Hey, that's the, that is the, op, the antithesis of hope. Yeah, it's, it totally and that's is. what I'm asking. Is, it's like your life is shitty, but just hang on. Yeah, and soon you'll because die. When you die, eventually you'll die. It'll yeah. all magically be. That's broken. like that's what that's the more that's Mormon theology. Eventually you'll you'll die. Okay, uh, last question. What do you know to be true now? Oh God, what? Um... This can be as ridiculous or as sublime as you want it to be. Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever you, in your heart of hearts, you know is true now, speak what come, truth What to comes power. to your head without thinking, go. Go. Not everything is pretty irrelevant. Nothing is relevant. Like, whether or not there's a God, what, you know, all this bullshit, that's not relevant. The only thing that's relevant is your relationships and how you treat other people. Preach. Sister. Yes. Amen. That's beautiful. That's great. I love that. Okay. Well, Sister Horace Upon the Waters, thank you. Thank you so much. I loved this story. No, it really, it's, it's really powerful in like a deep way. You know, um, our guest star, Brother Coffee, said to me once that sometimes I say things that scare the shit out of her. <laughs> like on the pod. And I think that she is just as vulnerable as oh, I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're saying things that are scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> For real, for real though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I think you have a way of kind of dialing into sort of the terror of Mormon of Mormonism (laughs) that that like we don't talk about a lot, and I think it's really powerful. Okay. Uh, Before we say goodbye, Uh we're going to take five to ten minutes when we're done here. Okay. When we're done and hit and and schedule it to publish tomorrow, Uh where we're going to record a demitas for our. Patreons or patrons or right, patrons, right. Um, where Sister Great Whore Upon the Water of old um, <laughs> will, I want, I want to ask her what some of the secrets are that people will tell her in the church library. So if you want to hear those secrets, <laughs> you got to be, be a Patreon. Yeah, you do. So it's www.patreon.com slash hot ranks. <coughs> What? <laughs> I pointed the microphone to you and you cleared your throat. I uh, know. I can't help it. Okay, listen. Okay, so <laughs> thank you, Sister Horace, upon the hoary waters. <laughs> Those waters are just dirty. So dirty. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to share your thoughts about this episode, please come to Instagram.com slash hot drinks and tell us what you thought. Uh, we also have a Twitter. We haven't been great at the Twitter lately. No, no, yeah. no. But uh, it's called hot drinks. We're retwe- we've been retweeting stuff. We have. I have. Okay. Yeah. 
<clears throat> you guys, yeah. I don't get on Twitter anymore. I know. I'm too triggered. Yeah. I just have my porno Twitter. That's all. <laughs> but if you want to email us, we are available at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Yep, 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 yep. We love those emails. We do. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do that on the Anchor app. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, keep, I keep putting the mic <laughs> front of you and all you say is like, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh-huh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh-huh, I was going to say, yeah, uh-huh. you got it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Sister Whores Upon the Great Whores of the are, Waters. You so welcome. It was amazing. This is the second time you think. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. All right. We will now record the Demi Tass, which you can only have access to through their Patreon. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Bye. Bye.